Greetings and salutations to all of our stoners out there across the galaxy, whether you are listening, I know, intergalactically, interdimensionally, from the Matrix, from your bong, from your bowl, from your joint, from your doobie, I'm missing something, um... From your, uh, oh, yeah, from your rig, yeah, from your rig. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you vape it, whether you use it, dab it, smoke it, um, pot brownies, um, eating it. Yes, pot brownies. I have to do that now. I can't smoke anymore. My stomach's all messed up. It's a very shame. But hey, it's Skywatchers Radio. It's Wednesday night, and it's four twenty. Uh, speaking of woot woot, I am one third of the Skywatchers team, DCS. I am joined by the rest of our team, the other guy. What's up, other guy? Oh, not much, not much. I am here sitting at my desk and ready to have a wonderful show with you guys. And I am so looking forward to seeing who our guest for the week is. Tell us about it. Well, I'm going to introduce Chris first, and then I'm going to tell us oh. about it. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, Can we do that? Okay, okay. Cause yeah, I, I feel all like, right, yeah. fine. Okay, okay, okay. So, and then the other awesome guy that we have on the line is none other than Mr. Chris Swag Brown. He's doing that. And our voice from above is here. He may or may not participate. I'm just kidding. DL. That was my lungs, actually, is what that was. <laughs> that was my lungs making the gurgling noise. I, we understand. We understand. I'm participating in a whole different level right now with Chris. It makes <laughs> the gurgle. It makes the gurgle. I feel like we're going to have an amazingly deep discussion with our guest tonight because everybody on the line, probably but me, is stone. This is fantastic. Well, I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't have that luxury. Uh, so. uh, I'm sorry. I see. I'm not. Well, I can't because so you know. Oh, and I got to give Big D a shout out. Yes, I do need to give Big D a shout out because Big D has done an amazing job this week getting us guests for Skywatcher. Are you missing the Big mm, D, yep. Crystal? I do miss the Big D. I do. I miss- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever. I said it. <laughs> we are booked up for the entire month of May. We've got an amazing lineup. We have a special guest next week. It's an undercover guest. We're not going to tell you guys because we don't know yet. Um, but <laughs> that we're good to go. We wait for the confirmation. We, we are waiting for the confirmation. confirmation. Yeah, we got to get on that one first. That's right. That's right. Um, our guest tonight is Kevin Malek. He's a paranormal historian and the founder of the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. He is also a ufologist and certified field investigator for MUFON. 
So he is going to have a lot to talk about with us this evening. So he'll be on at the uh, the the bottom of the hour, half hour. You know what I'm saying? When we you know when we bring us. Yes, we we understand. You guys know. You guys we, know. Shout out to it. everybody in the chat room. Shout out. Shout out. What up? What up? What up? Yep, 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 yep. You can follow along on Twitter, on Facebook. We'll post all of our news articles up there. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag BatSquatch. That's BatSquatch, not BatSquat. Not BatShit, BatSquatch. There you go. It, well, yeah. yeah, that works. Uh, yeah, I'll agree to that. Bat diarrhea. Ba- uh, no. Okay. Unless the other guy is going to start calling people out on their BS and call it Bat diarrhea, because that would be hilarious. Well, no, I would call them bat squatching it, and you know, there was there's been some guests over the past few weeks I wanted to call bat squatch on, but I was asked not to be so mean and nasty and call them out. <laughs> you know, I, I I miss our hollow earther. Um, I, I I miss calling out bat squatch on that guy. Um, flat earther, you mean, right? Flat earther, yeah, that's it. Flat um, earther, yes. Flat earther. That, that was that was just a little on the bat squatchy side. Um, you know, but you know, but you know what's weird? More and more, f- I'm seeing on Facebook there are more and more believers of the flat Earth. I think it has to go with common core math. I think it. I, I just, I think you know what? I blame Donald Trump. <laughs> I how in the, I don't know how just for the fun of it. How do you blame Donald Trump? How I, did he affect that? You you got to tell me. I don't know. I got to hear this one. I feel like okay, here we go, here we go. I'm stretching for this one. I feel like every time people listen to him talk, your IQ drops. Therefore, it would lead you to believe more likely in the flat earth. See? There you go. Okay, I okay. don't buy that. that is yeah. Not right. Yeah, I, you know, maybe we're talking about a hairpiece maybe, but <laughs> speaking, no. We'll give you that one. I mean, you know, I mean, here, you know, they everybody's screaming that Trump is racist and Trump is racist. But, you know, what I've noticed, Trump has, Trump didn't say anything really racist. He said his problem is with illegal aliens. Um, uh, actually, uh, tra- aliens Trump has never said anything racist to begin with because Mexicans are in a race. They're, they're not. It's a nationality. They're, they're not. It's a nationality. It's a, it's a culture. Fantastic. They have white, Indian, and black. They have all kinds of different colored Mexicans also. So I'm, how's he racist? Again, but yeah, that's uh, that's just stupid yeah. media manipulation, brainwashing people to believe something that is not true. That's what that is. Oh, that. By that, the way, I am voting for Trump. I, I am. Oh my god. And I'm a and I'm a registered Democrat my whole life. Oh my goodness. But the bullshit has hit the fan on the both bull- parties, and the only one who is saying things the way they really are is Donald Trump. The only one who's come I out and addressed so major issues. That vehemently, oh my God. <laughs> the the only one who's addressing real issues in this country right now is Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. But Bernie <coughs> Sanders is a communist. <coughs> Best watch. That's tr- just the truth. But anyway, Best I digress. <coughs> Best I digress. What, wait a minute. You're saying Batsquatch to Bernie Sanders being a communist? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, okay. That yeah. okay, okay. You, you might want to go do some reading on that, Crystal. Let me, let me ask you. Is I, I do, Bernie Sanders... I, I, would you at least agree Bernie Sanders is very socialist? I would agree that Bernie Sanders has some would, socialist would, tendencies. Okay, yes. would you agree that yes. even Bernie yes. Sanders got upset that when he won a state, all mm-hmm. the delegates went to Clinton anyway because of socialism? Right. Yep. That's what you think it was? Okay. You, you're telling me it didn't happen? I I will tell you that I will not engage in a political discussion on this show at this time. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Vote for Trump. All you listeners out there, just to that is what I will tell you. Just don't vote for Hillary because her associates want to release UFO files. Don't just vote her to presidency (laughs) just for that reason. That's all I'm asking. It's not like she's going to release anything anyway. Build and release. Holy shit. They're all full of shit. Yeah, that's just a big ploy for her to get all this. uh, You know what she's doing? This is what she's doing. She's doing a political dance. Uh, People are interested in UFOs. I'm going to be supportive of that. People are interested in in gay subjects. I'm going to support that. People are interested in this. I'm going to support that. Whatever she can get, you know, her face as a supporter so she can get votes is what she's going to do. She's a big fake, a big phony. That's what she is. That's also what a lot of these politicians are. Ted Cruz is the same way. He's a scumbag and a phony. Marco Rubio, a scumbag and a phony. That's just a fact. It's true. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. That's a fact. There's no denying that. He's a a socialist. And socialism is very close to communism. I know because I come from a communist country. I'm from Cuba. We're communists in my country. It's communism. I know what communists look like. Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Here Very is close my, to communist. Here is here he would be my my only political thing that I will say tonight besides loving to make fun of Donald Trump, which is not really political. I just love to make fun of. Oh, Donald I love Trump. making fun of Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? His hair. I want eighty years I'm of Donald Trump you. in the White House because comedy will be. Look, hold on. If we have eight eight years of Trump in the White House, comedy on SNL is going to be epic. Comedy on Jimmy Kimmel is going to be epic because they're going to make so much fun. It's going to be great. But you also know what? He's a businessman. You know what else is going to be great? The economy is going to get better. Uh-huh. There's certain things he's going to do which is going to get better. Cool it's not going to get fixed because you can't fix you can't fix the problem. But he could he could help alleviate it a little bit. I think he could. Okay, okay. All I could say is if you know, yeah, Trump's going to make you a deal, man. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> oh and, if, and if you don't make a deal, it'll be hell to pay. There you go. There you go. This is how I feel. Okay, so the only political thing that we will say tonight is I put an amazing post up on my blog. Uh Uh-oh, plugging my blog, themindofdcs.com. Go check it out about why I'm not voting and why elections are bad and why we should do other things and argue about the idiot politicians that are just going to wreck our lives and not make anything better. We should vote for none of the above because it just doesn't That's why we're at the point where we're at right now. I swear to God, I – I refuse to cast a vote for a system that yeah. is not I meant for ever murder. And I haven't either. I haven't either. I've got no problem with that, especially when you are actively contributing to life on planet Earth in other ways. So if you were doing that, hoorah! Yep. Uh, please continue on. And God, don't vote for Trump. And God, you know what? Let's just be <laughs> honest. They make it. They make it a real pain in the ass to vote anyway. They make it a real tricky. It's uh, such it's a simple it's thing. Such, it's such they make it such a pain in the ass to still have a normal vote. Like simple, where it takes it, you know, put in your your quick name and social security. Bam, done deal on there. And instead, you got this and that and this. It's all a scam. It is. It, it's like the machines at the airport that are supposed to keep you safe from bombs on planes. It's that's what elections are. It's security theater. It's bullshit. It's it's a dog and pony show. We spend so much time arguing with each other and dividing and like digging these lines in the sand, but we never talk about how to fix anything. We never have those. If people would vehemently discuss and come together around their communities and talk about how to fix problems instead of arguing with each other on Twitter about feel the burn, fucking make America great again. I'm with her, blah, blah, blah. Y'all, seriously, this is why aliens won't talk to us. This is why. This is why. This is part of the reason. It's not the only reason. (laughs) 
It's really a crap. No, no. The Kardashians are, I think, are a bigger reason why the aliens. That they might be. That's they are. Big reason. I'm really bummed out on Bruce Jenner. You know that whole deal. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Wheaties. Maybe he should. Maybe he should repose for the Wheaties box and address, Uh, huh? uh, Walking, walking on the, walking on the, the. Do I the catwalk, the you know, and his high heels, and not going through, going through. <laughs> Look, a man, thing. get over it. Get over it. He was he was off for weighties in the seventies and eighties. Now he's off for fruity pebbles in the two thousands. Who cares? Just get over he's it. Fruity pebbles, yeah. Let him be. Fruity pebbles. Uh-huh. Let Caitlyn be. Her. That's yeah. it. Whatever she wants to do, let her do. It's yeah, it. she's a beauty too, and I say <laughs> let her do. <laughs> All six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds of her. Entertaining political news. I was reading earlier that Yoki Ono says that she had a fling with Hillary Clinton back in the seventies. Yoko really? Ono, John Lennon, sex. Really? Uh, okay. If that's the case, I can believe case, it. You guys need to click on the link I just put on Facebook. You really, uh, really need to. It says that this content isn't available right now. Oh damn! Okay. It. I hate uh, when that happens. By the way, folks, if you want to comment on this whole wonderful thing and discussion <laughs> that we're doing here, you know you guys can call 786-245-8127. What? That's the phone number. 786-245-8127. And I know either, I say well, Either has know. it written down or he's looking at the website, one or the other. Which I'm is? looking at the website. Aha. <laughs> Called that. You know, folks, Whatever. come on in and, and and call in and complain about this conversation of why we're not on the UFO t- topic. That's what you guys <laughs> Or maybe they should just bring a UFO. You. Speaking of UFO, let's talk about more fun things than fucking American stupidity. Because <laughs> there's uh, a lot of that. <laughs> let's talk about UFOs. Yeah. Do we have yeah, news? Woo-hoo. <laughs> the UFOs that won't talk to us. Uh, do we have news? Are there news? Is there news? Chris? Mr. Brown, do you have news? Or did, were you high all day? It's fine if you were high all day. Uh oh. Well, it is you know that day to be high. All it day. is, yeah. and it is a slow moving day for me. So uh, just give me time here, and I will uh, tick tock. Take time about tick tock. It's a very slow day. I put it in that there and uh, the uh, chat, and then uh, hey, you're gonna tweet all this stuff, right? Yeah. Calling out Big D, Big Ooh, D on the tweeting. This is um, this is the strange light in the sky over Ecuador uh, after the uh, big earthquake that Ooh, just happened. Earthquake. Yes, yes. I like videos. Uh-oh. Yeah. So no. this is what we have here. Let's see and, what that one looks uh, like. There you go. You guys can look at that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That. What the hell is that? It's a good one. That's what it is. Yeah. Hold on, uh, let's see, what's this? There you go, come on, come on, video analysis is Earth. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's probably a small meteor, you know, coming across the atmosphere and, you know, then burning up. It's got um, THC on it. You know, I, I, you know, it sounds like it's roaring and, you know, that's, you know, you know, probably it hitting the atmosphere and creating friction and causing noise. Okay. Yeah, you know, meteors hit the planet all the time. Small all right, fine. Fractures. I'll top that yeah, one with this one. Here's another ISS shot Uh-oh. of a horseshoe-shaped object on the ISS camera. Ooh. Oh. 
And this was actually taken on 418 just a few days ago, a uh, day after my birthday. You bastards that didn't uh, tell me happy birthday. Happy birthday, I don't remember. You need to check your phone book and do something that really pisses me off about people is that when I when you go and they you take your time out of the day, tell them, Chris. wish them happy birthday and they yeah. don't at least like it or at That's least right. say, hey, happy birthday back, a quick thing, a simple thing, you know, they just don't. It's like oh, a birthday did you? gift, the guy that never says thank you for the gift, you know? Yeah. You know, you Where's my gift, you bastard? Thing to do. Where's my gift? Yeah. I mean, what? just giving you a happy birthday, <laughs> asshole. And you never said thank you back. Oh, uh oh. Well, is this is, is this where I say fuck you gently with the camera? <laughs> <laughs> gently though, gently though. Oh gently. my goodness. We're gonna use <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna use, you know, lube because you always need to lube up the chainsaw. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that was, that, I'm, ho- I'm hoping you're saying wow to the video that I just put up there, and you should put up to everybody. You should put up to everybody in the chat room and everybody that you know on Facebook because this is a really compelling video that is really hard to dismiss. Uh-oh. We said compelling. Okay, you I like, use a you big heard. word for you, didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I other guy, I'm I am just kidding, and I and I did wish you happy birthday, and I hope you had a good birthday, and you it was okay. How old? Are, how old are you, other guy? I'm gonna choose not to answer. Okay, if you didn't turn like forty or fifty, nobody gives a shit. Just let you know. I'm somewhere in between those two. How about oh. that? Nobody what? cares. Oh. Congratulations, you had a birthday. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing still you. breathing. <laughs> this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, there you go. All right, you did a good job with that. Hey, thank you. So t- you guys watch the video. Tell me what you yeah, guys. I am. Either. I'm watching it right now. It's just it's really. Um, well, they, of course, they keep get, getting different focuses as they're showing the, here. And so all they can see is there's definitely looks like something there. It's almost like reminds me of the Star Trek episode, <laughs> the one where they went and there's kind of that weird looking thing that was in there uh, in the sky. The Star Trek episode with the weird thing. Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the name of the episode. and That narrows uh, it so went down. I know. <laughs> well, if you were an old Star Trek fan and you've seen this video, then you'd go, okay, I know what I, I think. I, I'm, I'm getting you, Chris. I know what you, I know, I know what you want. But anyway, uh, that's what it looks like to me. But I I, didn't we, did, did we show, didn't you show this this week? I feel like I've seen this strange looking octopus thing before. No, that was another. Video. Oh, this is another one. Different. Yeah, this that was another different. one. Yeah, this okay. is a different one. Got it. Got it. And then it's, got it's, the same, it's the same camera shot or the same camera, so that's why that area looks the same. All right. Now I'm up. I'm just got that going here, and then it's it's moving along, and now well, I'm at that three minutes right now into it. Now it's kind of showing different things. So interesting. It's very weird looking. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, all I can say is that, you know, there's some strange stuff out there and, uh, you know, what can you do? And here's another one uh, that actually just happened yesterday, um, starting off over the Mexican coast that I'm going to put up in in the YouTube thing. Other guy with the news. What? Yeah, he's he's all over me like white on rice is with the news thing. (laughs) I mean, I I really am trying. White on rice. That's racist. Why do that? That's racist. That's, uh, that's more racist than anything Trump has ever said, actually. That's, <laughs> yeah, that and, um, True story. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm impressed. 
<laughs> well, wait till you see the next link that I'm going to send you there. Okay. You know that I put up, and uh, this is this is something interesting. And I don't think there were any fireworks. Um, yeah, you guys need to see the next one. But folks, call in if you're looking at some of these things because this is some really unexplainable stuff out there. And uh, yeah, this is yeah, this is this is flipping crazy. That looks like a giant candle in the sky. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, but look at the position and where it is if you watch the video, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> All I can say is, wow. That was amazing. Uh, that's that's interesting. Wow, I wish somebody had gotten a video of this instead mm-hmm. of just yeah. It is, yeah. It's uh, where okay. are they at when they take this uh, this picture is uh, it like in their backyard uh, uh, or something because it looks like there's like a yard and a chair you can see they're kind of on the bottom it looks like well um that may be the case because to me when i'm looking at it it looks like they're standing up from when there's there's a chair there's two chairs on the bottom you can just see the bottom out there and there's another one kind of on the and maybe there's like a yard and then that looks like a fence and then behind the fence is where all the lights are. It's looking when like, you right? get about two thirty into the video, Chris, it kind of you get different images of it. So it kind of yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, when you first started, I almost thought it was like a candle on a deck or something, but then yeah, kind of, yeah. Know, but if you keep of, on going, you'll yeah, notice that you get multiple people sent in multiple shots, and that's crazy. You know? That almost looks like fireworks being set off, though. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, is that like is it is that like on like a water or something like that? It looks like it's over water or it at the other does. whatever on the other side of of, of this that uh, fence. Well, I'm seeing thing. a reflection. You know, I'm seeing a reflection to some degree. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. I'm just not sure. But you know, there there's very interesting. Yes, yes, that is interesting. That is very very interesting. All right. Well, you know, strange, strange lights things. in the sky. Strange things happen. It's true. All right. So, All right. what else we got going on? Well, so, I have I have a other one myself. I have a Australia witness videotapes a triangle July fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> Is there a koala bear involved? (laughs) I feel like Gary is listening somewhere and he's really offended. (laughs) He's like, that was horrible. Like, that was just. That That was was really bad, I'm sure. That was so bad. Gosh darn koala bear. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I made a crocodile thing, uh, Hunter, before, but I tried. Charles Barkley would say, that's terrible. That was just terrible. (laughs) That was terrible. That was terrible. Oh, my goodness. That was bad. Uh All I can say is that was bad. And let me get that over here. I'm looking at a video. All right. MUFON case, July 15th, 2014. Oh, snap. Yep. All right. Tell us more. Tell us more. Uh, Well, I'm just going to watch the video and I'll tell you. You guys can tell me. Yeah. We like videos. 
An Australian witness near Melbourne reported watching and videotaping a triangle-shaped UFO with circular color lights, according to the testimony in the case. The mutual, uh, well, move on. It says the witness stepped outside for cigarettes. Always stepping outside for a cigarette. I'm telling you, that gets them every time. At 8.20 p.m. on July 15, 2014, when a unknown origin craft origin was seen it was eliminating lots of different colors it was hovering in one spot the witness stated it's the thing that made me notice it is that i never seen such displays of color and the hovering movements of this object other than airborne craft such as airplanes and helicopters oh my so yeah that's that's kind of uh what I have interesting. Right there. I like the pictures that they took of it or tried to take of it. They're Those, very beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting shape to the object. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do we think, expert video analysis, Earth? I am still reviewing it, so bear with me. Okay, you do that. Me, I am trying to do it. In the meantime, by, by the way, did we talk about the guests for today or no? Yeah, we did that. Did we really? Do we really go into detail about you know? Yes, okay. I did. Just paranormal, just just <laughs> paranormal guy, not a UFOer, but a paranormal. Ah, uh, demonologist, guys. A little bit of demonologist and uh, a little bit of everything that they're going to. I will. I will reread the exact thing that I read when you told me to introduce the guest. Kevin Malek is a paranormal historian and founder of the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. He is also a ufologist and a certified field investigator for MUFON. Yes, that's right. That would be okay. Yeah. Well, as as I'm looking at this, um, what I have to say (laughs) is is that it is flashing blue and green colors, and those are the two only colors that it's flashing, which are primarily the colors that usually flash off of an aircraft. So, based on that, um, although it does look kind of purple in one angle, I see a little red in this one. So when you combine red and green, you get purple. That's true. I see yeah. a green Ooh, one too. Red and green makes purple. Green light, oh my! And purple. I don't know. But I'm clicking through. I'm but, seeing all kinds of different colors. But the like. rhythm, the rhythm is very close to airplane <laughs> marker color. You know, rhythm of flashing. So, gotcha. um, so I, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to d- dismiss it straight off, but um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's possible. And unfortunately, the guy didn't z- use the zoom on the lens, on the camera or whatever he was using. Um, yeah, there was no zoom. Hold zoom, on, we're zoom. talking about the Australian uh, videotape triangle yeah. UFO. That's yeah, an airplane. Ta- That's an airplane. Yeah, guaranteed, hundred percent. Guy from above says it's an airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Australian oh. was drinking a little bit too much of that phosphorus mm-hmm. liquor there. I guess he was uh, not really thinking straight. <laughs> I've, recorded airplane, I've recorded airplanes. I've recorded airplanes and had the smoke on the shrimp on the bobby. That's why. Look, I've recorded airplanes on the video and it looks exactly like that. That's an airplane, no oh. doubt about it. It's not playing. And, and the fact that it looks kind of triangle-ish is because of the wings, because of that effect. The huh. wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to have to Maybe he's got that. some of that, that, you know, Australian kush happening. I don't know. All I can say <laughs> this, that it is that time. It is the break time for us to have to break, I believe, and bring oh. our guests back. Oh, right. Bottom of the hour. Or back, I mean, or, or on our, for the first time. Our, well, for the first time, yes. Yeah. I, th- I, that's that's right. Right. I just have to interject and put that in there. Go ahead. Yes, that's right. Okay. Well, yes, yes. all right. 
I guess we're going on break then. We're going on break. We're going to go on break. It's Skywatchers Radio. Woo, break. Streaming network. Break. When we come back. We- Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now, this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well, it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Can you hear me, 
Sound Bath. And we are back. It's Skywatchers Radio on the public streaming network. I am Woo Woo, joined by the other guy, the voice from above, and Chris Swag Brown. And we also have our guest on tonight, super excited about it is Kevin. Kevin, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. So, Kevin, you've got you've kind of got an amazing background. I'm not going to read it again because we kind of gave you a little in a bit of an introduction. But you're also a contributing writer for Supernatural magazine. You're the host of a paranormal radio show. You do a lot of stuff. You're a busy guy. Yeah, we got a lot going on. You know. Uh... <laughs> now, is that Supernatural the TV show or Supernatural the real thing? No, that's the real thing. That's not the, oh, okay. that's not a not what you see on Sci-Fi or whatever. Okay, you know, you always CW. Yeah. No, that's uh, yeah, that's just uh, Supernatural magazine, um, and just you know, uh, they they cover uh, pretty much anything in the paranormal. So, All right, so tell us more. What what has been your own personal experiences that we just have to say, wow, to? <laughs> well, let's see. I have. Uh, before I, I uh, really got into this in my in my early twenties, I had a couple UFO experiences. I suppose we could talk about um, okay. them. Them would be the things I, I I've seen. Uh, what some people call the TR three B, which is the black triangle. What they call it, the aurora, maybe possibly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that. That experience was real interesting. Uh, I was driving. Uh, it was Fourth of July, and we had just done a family barbecue. And I drove. Out How of much t- alcohol was involved in Fourth of July? Okay, you know you got to ask. No, that's right. Um, like I said, I was okay after after I don't drink. Um, afterwards, I left, and uh, I was heading out of town, and I was going to a friend's house. And as I'm driving, something like like something told me to look over my my left shoulder, which is kind of the blind spot actually. And as I glance over, I see this this thing like above the tree line, fall, like going the same speed I'm going, and going the same direction I'm going. And it's really it's a really weird thing to see actually. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know? And I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna find out because my turn is coming up here. You know, I have a left turn coming up. Right. So I, I make my left turn and I go down this road a little bit until about the I, – I judge it about to where I figure the thing would come out, you know, or, or come up. And I grab my flashlight and I get out of the car. And uh, just as I get out of the car, it comes up right over the tree lines and I start jumping up and down. And I got this flashlight in my hand. I don't recommend anyone do this, by the way. <laughs> um, Jumping up and down? Okay. Yeah, well, um, Some people on this show definitely need the exercise. And I'm not trying to point out Angel at all, but you know, jumping <laughs> up and down is really, really a good thing to do once in a while. I'm talking – okay, never mind. Anyways um, – Sorry, I got to have – sorry. I have to have a little bit of fun. You know, It's 420 days, so you know, have a little fun here. And uh, I uh, – so I started jumping up and down. And saying, you know, I can see you, I can see you. And it comes right up to where I'm standing or jumping and it stopped and it was making no noise. And the reason I, I think I wanted it to knew that I had seen it is because I felt that it was like following me. 
you know, I mean, it kind of seemed like it. It was, you know, behind me and it was like going the same speed and, and going the same way. And, and, uh, here, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm all sneaking stuff and cut it off. And, uh, just as simply as it stopped it, for a couple seconds and then it went back the way it came and it was gone. And that was that. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it was weird that my sixth sense had picked it up, you know, initially. But once okay. I had seen it, there was no fear. I had another experience that was uh, um, different, and and it was it was different because there's a fear factor involved with it that I didn't experience with this TR3B, or what people would call that. To me, I figured maybe uh, my maybe it was a human uh, run ship. That was kind of I thought maybe you know. Then again, you know, humans can be extremely evil too. So. I, I don't know, but uh, anyways, for whatever reasons, I didn't have the same uh, fight, fight, or, uh, fight or flight feeling I had. Um, this other experience I had where, again, sober, uh, I was sleeping um, on a couch that was right next to a giant pitcher window. And out of a sleep, I opened my eyes. And turned my head to look out the window, like uh, and and again, it was one of the things where it just woke me right out of a sleep. Don't know why. Something woke me up, and I turned my head. And just as I turned my head, I see this thing shoot across the sky one way. There's a like an orange oval. And it was quite low, you know. It was like there were clouds out, and it, it seemed to be uh, the clouds were lower, like like uh, you know. And and I'm not talking about ball lightning or anything like this. Shot one way and then it shot another way, and then shot back another way, and it, and I had the impression it was like gritting something, like it was looking for something because it kept going past. And it was at the same time this is going on, I can hear the neighbor's dogs across the way because the window was open, and it was barking. And then it stopped barking and started whining. And just as that started, the aviary upstairs from where I was sleeping with a all these uh, parakeets and cockadiels are bred. Uh, they have this thing called night fright, where they like something like if, if you spook them while they're sleeping, they like all start flapping their wings and stuff, and and it's actually dangerous for them because they can break their wings and everything. You know, they freak out and they start fluttering their wings. Well, if you can imagine fifty birds freaking out at the same time, what it would sound like. It happened just as this experience was happening. So I can I, I got the, what I'm seeing. I, I got the fact that something just woke me out of a sleep. I, I got what I'm hearing, which is dogs whining and birds freaking out. And I felt like I was in serious danger at that moment. And my instinct told me to get up and hide. And I did so. And um, uh, after a couple minutes, I uh, decided I wanted, you know, like, go and look and see if it was still flying around out there or whatever. And it wasn't. It was gone. And, uh, yeah, that was that. And I don't know if it was what it was looking for, if it was looking for me or if it was looking for something else. I don't, I, you know, I can't even tell you if it was a craft or if it was a, uh, cause it was, it, you know, I didn't see like, uh, there wasn't like with the triangle. This was moving faster. It was, it was, it was moving fast enough that I just saw the, the orange oval. You know, and uh, 
Yeah. So them two experiences, and I had a uh, couple other experiences, uh, proved, at least in my mind, that uh, the things that we see or talk about in the unexplained are true. You know, like like I I wouldn't invest uh, time and energy into something I didn't believe in wholeheartedly. And after, after having experiences like that, and then of course uh, now doing this for uh, you know, well we've been doing the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society for eight years, oh, wow. and uh, talking to a lot of people who have different paranormal experiences, you know, um, and they come in all different kinds. What, what is, what is the know? goal of your group, the uh, the Paranormal Society? Do you do you go and do you investigate things? Do you just listen to people's stories? Is it kind of a combination of all? Well, yeah, our our goal is to help families that are experiencing <clears throat> any kind of uh, uh, trauma, or or you know, families that are, are are being upset with paranormal activity. You know, um, when it you know it. it it doesn't happen to most people, obviously, but when it does happen to a family, when they, they're like all sleeping in the same room or, you know, uh, they're experiencing things that are, that are freaking out and sometimes there's, there's, you know, even physical evidence, you know, different uh, scratches or burns or whatever, um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and they have no one else to help. I mean, that's that's why we're here. I mean, the the original idea behind the society was to bring the best paranormal minds in the in the Northwoods uh, into one spot so we can help families deal with this in a professional, and proper manner. You know, um, try to give them answers to what's going on, and try to give them options on what they can do about it. Wow, you I'm know, sure we, that is extremely helpful to people in that area. Yeah, we uh. We work with uh, um, we we have a, actually uh, quite an impressive group of individuals. Uh, we look at everything from different facets, uh, different angles. Um, you know, we look at the mental health it, aspect of it. We have a psychotherapist that works with us, a core member. Um, you know, can evaluate things from that perspective, and we look at it from a metaphysical perspective, and, and we have mediums. That we work with uh, psychics and, and uh, you know who can help us with that, and then we you know so we have that facet, and then we have the scientific aspect, which is uh, you know um, the night investigation. Like we'll do a preliminary first, and that's when we'll have the mediums walk the. Let's say let's you know let's say it's a haunted house, for example. Like someone feels their house is haunted. You know they're having things happen to them when they're sleeping, or or just any time, day or night, whatever the case may be. Um, uh, so what we'll do is we'll have them go in and walk it before any information is given to them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do the interview and we'll do baseline readings and we'll take that. That's a preliminary. We'll take that information. Um, and then we, we do the background, the historical background check on the property and try to uh, validate what the mediums have told us and find leads for, you know, Try to try to work on leads and stuff, um, and then we come back and do a night investigation, and that's the scientific stuff. That's uh, trying to actually document uh, some kind of activity and, and try to also determine what's there. Because if you can figure out what's there, you got a much better chance of dealing with it. 
than if you don't know what you're dealing with. Um, try to get an idea on what's going on. And after all that's done, um, then we'll have a meeting again with the uh, client and discuss everything and, you know, kind of tell them, you know, what, we, what we're feeling as a collective, you know, because, you know, for everything we do, we sit down and we discuss this as a group. And, uh, you know, um, we all kind of meet in the middle, so to speak, you know. And when we do this, we get really good results. Excellent. So, you know, we have, um, let's see, there's, we have a theologist on board. We have a demonologist on board. We have myself on board. We have a documentarian. Uh, uh, a group of uh, paranormal investigators. Um, you know, just just a wonderful group of people that uh, you know do good work for the community. Yeah, I I like you guys' approach. It sounds like you're very thorough. Um, it sounds like you yeah, guys. Yeah, you guys are on. I needed you guys to come over yeah. and I have a blank counter, right? Get out there in that field. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, question curiously, I mean, with the Paranormal Society, how many of your cases are are you know UFOs versus um say you know a poltergeist or some other kind of paranormal haunting? Do you have like a ratio? Yeah. Well, um, it would be the most popular is the hauntings. Uh, the s- second on the list would be UFOs, and the third would be the crypto stuff, the cryptozoology. Um, you know, our, like I said, our, our group covers six categories, or seven, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, which are um, ghosts and haunted places, cryptozoology, aliens and UFOs, theology, metaphysics, conspiracies, and forbidden archaeology. Um, I always love forbidden archaeology. That's always a fun one for me. It, it's an amazing topic. It really is. And uh, anyways, so um, – and for each, for each category, of course, we're involved in things, uh, different things, you know, what have you. Um, now, with the UFOs, uh, because we're affiliate, uh, we have affiliates or our society has affiliates and, and we do this – it's for networking. It helps us better serve the client and the community. And uh, I had uh, decided at one point in the society that uh, we had – we didn't I, – I decided that the, the training for the UFO cases wasn't like uh, – like, like it wasn't what I – it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And I decided – and I've always been impressed with MUFON. Ufology is one of – the seven categories. As a paranormal historian, these are the categories I cover, you know, and inverse them. And ufology is one of them. And uh, so I decided that it, it would be in the best interest if somebody, uh, you know, took the became a field investigator for MUFON. You know, that way, um, you know, we have someone aboard that, uh, you know, that that uh, has got a better understanding of it than just trying to investigate it on their own. Without any path, without any reference at all, and MUFON the the and MUFON, what year, Kevin? What year did you turn uh, a uh, field investigator? Was I well? This is my first year with them with MUFON. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the process? Because I'm very curious about that. So, when MUFON gets a case, like what what do you do? What happens next? Okay. So the case comes down to me from the state director. 
and then I got to determine uh, like what what category, what level it is, uh, as far as the case goes, and uh, you know, pre- uh, investigating it accordingly. Most of them are uh, just you know uh, the cases where all you can really do is document what they've seen, and there's and you know you, you take the report, and there's really not much you can. Uh, help them with as as far as answers outside of you know what you can do to investigate and uh, do you know basically like in other words uh, people see a UFO they want to report it they want people to know that they've seen it you know um, but they're not being traumatized at their house repeatedly but you know what I'm saying um, right. them kind them kind of cases I have not seen with MUFON yet because, of course, it goes to the state. All the cases, like the uh, the state director decides, you know, who's working what case and whatnot. And, of course, the state director is going to take the more serious ones. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just common sense. For us, it was good because uh, we covered the six societies. Um, the course has made me a better uh, investigator. Um Paranormal investigator. I think. I think the the manual itself, the what they call the MUFON Bible, is worth the money. Um, it's it's uh, got a lot of information in it, a lot of resources in it, and I think that uh, you know, and and you know, um, it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's basically so you know. Before people would call it, and uh, you know, we could document it, but we didn't really have. There's not really much we could do with our case database. In other words, all you could do is document it, but there was nothing you'd do with it. With MUFON, at least they have a case database, you know, where they can compare stuff, and it's just it seemed more organized, more collected, um, and it was something that. Uh, so I, I spent a, a year studying the the, the book. You know, um, so are you guys kind of on call? You know, is that is that kind of how it works? Yeah, you know, well, you right. So yeah. and then you rush out. You know, if something right. happens. Now, okay. If, you, if people come to, if they call my society, and you know, hello, NWPS. Yes, I have had a UFO experience. You know, what I would do is say, okay, what we, we need you to do is go to uh, the the main MUFON website and file as you would with them. And and then it will come back to us. If you're if if I, in other words, if you live in my area of the state, then I'll be the one that will get assigned your case. You know, um, there was Wisconsin had four, four uh, investigators, including the state director. So we each had a or have a quadrant of the state. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and that's how it works. So um, and that's basically you know how we worked that. And I just I just felt that you know it, it, uh, that affiliate, um, all of the affiliates we have, you know, we have one for demonology, the Presidium Warriors of Saint Michael, um, that's spiritual warfare. Uh, we have one for paranormal in general, CSI Paranormal, um, found in many states, and then the Paranormal King Radio Network, and our show Paraversal Universe, which is me and uh, psychic demonologist. Jennifer Selsey uh, hosts that show every Friday night on Paranormal King Radio Network. Had Interesting. To plug in. How many listeners do you usually get? You know, uh, 
I, I you know I don't know the exact numbers on that um, because we have different. Uh, there's like I think there's uh, seven or eight different uh, links that you can listen through. Different, right. uh, you know. So like, I, I know our show is growing. Um, it's in their second year, Fantastic. and uh, we've had really good success with it. Um, I, we were nominated. Uh, I whether or not we'll get it or not, I don't know. Um, but you know, uh, for the radio show of the year or whatever, um, the paranormal awards. So you know, oh, wow, that's, that's good. Cool. Yeah. We, uh, you know, our, our show is real serious, and um, we bring on the, you know, just like just like you guys or anyone else, you know, we we try to get the best experts we can. Of course, we cover all the different uh, categories we cover in a, as a society, <clears throat> and J- Jennifer's well versed, and and you know, she's as much of a paralogian as I am, and uh, together we, you know, um, you know, between the both of us, it's balanced really well as far as the show, and we can have. You know, we can go from like like anywhere in them seven categories I was talking about. You know, we can have all kinds of guests on. So, excellent! Wow, yeah, that's a really wild field. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about you know about the Wisconsin Paranormal Society. What's uh, come on? You know, our listeners want to know. We need an amazing case, Kevin. Tell us about one that is just <laughs> stuck in your mind. You can't let it go. You know, either you solved it or you didn't solve it. I got. I need the details. Okay, I'll give. Let's see. We're we're writing a book, and the book is on my paranormal experiences, Jennifer's paranormal experiences, and paranormal different paranormal experiences from the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society, and a couple cases that are more prominent. <laughs> When I say prominent, I mean more interesting, I guess. It's prominent right. in my mind. Um, and I can share one of them with you tonight. <clears throat> we had a case a couple of years ago. Um, a lady called us, was having problems. Uh, she was having problems, uh, and her children were having problems sleeping, and they had something in their house. And we had gone out uh, and investigated it. Uh, and We went out there a couple times. Um, one, two, three, probably like four or five times total we were out there. But, uh, so <clears throat> basically there was a, a negative malicious haunting in, in the house. And that's something that, uh, at this time, um, I had, this is how I met Jennifer too. She was living in Florida. She was, uh, at the time she was state director for CSI paranormal out of Florida and uh, she's a medium, a psychic, as well as a demonologist. And uh, we needed – I wanted – at the time, uh, I didn't have anyone on the team who uh, – we had, we had one member on the team who, was, who had abilities, um, but she didn't have a mentor or, or anything like that. You know, she was very much just young and, and you know, so we – you know – um, I asked Jenny if she would do the reading, if she, and she did. Um, but incidentally, anyway, so what happened was uh, we had decided at that point that the best thing we could do is uh, bring in, uh, do a house cleansing and a blessing. That this is what we were going to do for the uh, 
the family. You know, this is like what we could do. And we have uh, Reverend Charming Gwen Pan, who's a retired uh, um, Methodist reverend, ordained and whatnot. Um, she does house blessings, and, and she's a member of the, the Paranormal Society. Um, we would bring her out, and uh, what happened was there was a house deliverance done. Or not a deliverance, uh, the blessing, the house blessing as it was conducted. We had, of course, the, the front door gets opened, and the psychotherapist, uh, our resident psychotherapist was standing by the front door. This is part of the whole thing. You open up one of the doors when you when you do this cleansing uh, liberation or whatever you wish to call it. Just bringing God into the environment and, and the smudging with the frankincense, myrrh, sage, all that. And uh, so Tom's like, well, I'm going to stand here at the door, you know, and make sure the cat doesn't go out. Because at this part of the investigation, it's not – we're not investigating anymore. We've gone into, uh, you know, I guess uh, – just you know a, a different mode if you will and so you know um the cat's back in the environment don't want the cat to get out though and so the reverend goes to the basement and they go, they're gonna start in the basement do the basement come upstairs do the upstairs seal the house as she starts the prayers in the basement and it was an amazing prayer by the way I thought I was, I was super impressed with that. Um, Tom, standing upstairs, uh, he said when the prayer started, um, something about four feet tall came up out of the stairwell, ran across the kitchen, ran across the uh, entrance, the living room, right past him, and went right out the front door. Ooh. Okay, that would be freaky. <clears throat> Well, nope, by the nope. way, just just a point of fact. I don't know if anybody knew this, but did you guys know that um, "Amazing Grace" can be sung to the tune of Gilligan's Island? You're so random. You're so I know, random. I know, I know. Wow. <laughs> the voice from above. You know, well, he's wow. saying a really amazing prayer, and that just came out of nowhere from me because you know, other guy, other guy, did it train wreck, train wreck. <laughs> look into it. Just look into that word, train wreck. Two words put together, train wreck. You know, I watched that movie the other day. <laughs> train wreck. It's terrible. Yes. I wasn't trying to sidetrack too much, but, you know, was, by the way, let me ask you, was this a prayer that she created her own or she was reading from a prayer book or was, you know, what was the story with that? The story was that this was initially a blessing. She wasn't performing an exorcism. We weren't there performing an exorcism. What we were there doing was basically blessing the home and asking God to come in and protect the family and whatnot. Okay, because reason, sometimes, you know, they come out, you know, there are prayers that are from a book that are transliterated from, like, sure. Hebrew or Italian or something. So I'm just wondering, is this something that was a pre-prepared blessing no, that, that is, has been used in Catholicism or some other religion? Or is this something that she made up on the fly? This is, no, yeah, this is something where she just made up on the fly. Okay. You know, it's like we're we're smudging the place and everything, and while we're doing this... Um, like I said, at, at the time, Jennifer has since moved up here and lives up here and works with us now. Right. Okay. Um, when we go out and do, um, liberations, she'll read from the Presidium Warrior Manual. 
which are which are specific prayers of deliverance. When we were doing this, that wasn't the case. The okay. Reverend was just doing a house blessing while we were smudging right. the house because that's that was all that we could do at the time for the, these people. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like we didn't. Yeah, have, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. You know, that's that's why I was asking. But the you know, reason it's amazing to me. It, technically, it, it's like a deliverance that wasn't meant to be a deliverance because um, there was a first experience, paranormal experience of Tom's life. He said he had never had a paranormal experience before that. And, um, you know, uh, usually, you know, I, I guess I feel like um, you can't have a more credible person documenting something like that. Let's just put it right. that way. And, um, you know, physically seeing something dark, paranormal, flee the house during the prayer, which I thought was such an amazing prayer. Like, here's so freaky. She, Reverend Chamingwen Pond is, I think, right now she is, she would have been like early 80s. She would have been in her early 80s. This was oh, wow. a few years. She's like 86 now, I think. So she would have been like 83 or 84 when she did this. She's like the Mother Teresa of the Northwoods. Uh, just this sweet little old lady who's got such a strong connection with God. Right. Um, uh, I don't know anybody that is closer. Wow. With, you okay. know what I'm saying? I mean, she's right. like our spiritual rock in a sense. I mean, she's our uh, – we look up to her and she's a, a – you know, we meet once a month at her house when we do the Monaco meetings. Um, our, our society meets once a week, okay. twice, twice a month in Rylander, once in Monaco and once in Monaco. And, uh, so, she, you know, she's, she's, uh, there as a case consultant, you know, we'll go over case and we'll, you know, and she gives us her, her opinion, her, you know, she's again, uh, between being ordained and having a doctorate in, in um, religion and, uh, theology, uh, it's it's another it's it's like I said uh, I like to cover all the bases and get all the opinions and perspectives of everybody <clears throat> and we work really well together it's it's you know anyways so after this happened the family um, didn't have any problems after that they were it, they were um, the kids slept in their bed again for the first time in how long and uh, and it yeah. never reoccurred after that the, you know no other reoccurrences or. Right. Right. That's such a brave family. I don't know if I could stay there, especially if I had a scene, a little four foot, whatever that was, come running yeah, out of the house. Scary. Okay, oh, my God. The entity, of course, they didn't see anything in the entity. They had to freeze it in the uh, in the little chamber thing, but uh, that was one that got me when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it was based, so on, I, it was based I mean, on the story, though. It right. Was, yeah. <laughs> And it affected the family, and when the family moved, see, uh, it followed them. So, it followed yeah, her. That's anyway. upset. But that's no, that's really awesome that the, the blessing cleansed the house, and it actually it didn't happen again. That's, but yeah, no, they're just brave for staying there. <laughs> just brave. They do. They all got. They all got hair on their chest, even the girls. I just wow, that's just wrong. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> wow. So, wh- where in Wisconsin are you? Ryland, we're based out of Rylander. That's our the headquarters. We cover the top third of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. All right. Any hauntings in any of the hotels at the Dells or, you know, any of those places? Well, the Dells is southern Wisconsin. 
So um, yeah, but it's a yeah. vacation destination. Everybody goes there, and you know the joke about vacation hotels. People are just dying to get in. It, it, it's a funny. <laughs> you yeah. you laugh, you laugh. It's a funny statistic. How many people that are older end up passing on when they're on a hotel vacation, or you know, some people go to a hotel and you know and have their one last hurrah, or on a vacation, then get suicidal and kill themselves. Um, that's why funny as it is, you know, some hotels do tend to be more, oh, ha- sure. you we've, know, rather haunted. We've investigated hotels before and, uh, um, yeah, absolutely. And nowhere, I mean, the Wisconsin Dells is Wisconsin's number one tourist destination spot for the state. Uh, right. the number two spot is in Minocqua, which is like 30 miles from where I'm at right now. Uh, so Minocqua's got a lot of hotels. Uh, Wisconsin Dells has got a ton of hotels, um, just a, a ton of them. And I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either if there's uh, a couple, a few of them hotels that have stories. The one we investigated, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of it, but uh, when we, sh- when I showed up, uh, and was talking with the uh, the the manager of the hotel, you know. I, at first, I was under the impression only a few people, or, or a few people, had seen uh, apparitions over time. No, no, it was much more than that. It was it, she. She brought out a notebook that they have had for years. They've had people write down any experiences they've had in this this hotel. If they had a negative experience, they would. The manager would say, "Can you write down your experience for us in this?" You know. Right. So by the time I I come along and you know, and they want to bring my team in. It's like uh, I was impressed with it. I mean, not too often do I have it where it's documented so well for me. But um, right, you know. Uh, but I bet that was handy. Yeah, I thought that was wonderful, and it was a great idea. And I know that there are uh, other hotels that that do similar stuff. So mm-hmm. more power to them. You know, if they're, well, why not? You know, it's, absolutely. It's, well, Kevin, I mean, you're an investigator, so I mean, walk. You know, if you were, if 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 I, you know, know somebody or somebody's listening, and they might have an experience, or you know, what are some of the things that you would tell those people to do to maybe make your job easier for when they call you? You know, speaking of keeping a journal, is there anything that they can do? Well, I do when they call us. I say until we um, start working the case, I say write down. You know, keep a journal of what's going on. Uh, write it down. I say, I say don't provoke. Um, you know, uh, you don't, uh, you know, don't do anything to, to piss us off and, um, you know, warrant retaliation, I should say. Now, uh, how that, that's, I like that you bring that up. What, can you give us some examples? Cause I wouldn't even know, like, you know, if there's some, you know, ghosts in my house messing with, you know, my kids while they're sleeping, how do you not provoke that? Well, that's, you know, that's why we need to get in there and do what we can. Um, right. obviously, you know, um, uh, it's just, when I say that, it's like, we had, <laughs> we had, uh, just recently a case where, um, the lady, her, you know, she, her neighbor had come over and she was telling her neighbor about all the stuff going on in her house. Well, her neighbor decided right then and there, he was going to take it upon himself to challenge this ghost, you know, in the house and stuff. And he said a bunch of mean things and he's shaking his fists in the air to the ghost and, that night, they had uh, 
they were waking up in the middle of the night because something was pounding on their bedroom door. Bam, 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 bam. And uh, they woke up, and, and of course, nobody was pounding on their bedroom door. Uh, the kids, the two little girls were sleeping in the bed, and their doors locked in the house. You know, um, they don't know what was pounding on their door. You know, one of the reasons they call us, you know, because they're having strange experiences in their house. And right. uh, that's an example of, you know, they they felt like that what their their neighbor did had pissed it off, you know, and, and that was his way of retaliating was, was you know, um, being boisterous in the middle of the night and freaking him out a little bit. Uh, that's rude. So that's an example. Yeah. Okay. You know, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. For sure. That is. So when you when you guys do do your your night run throughs and and you get kind of scientific with it, talk to us about some of the tools that you use. Okay. I always wondered if you used those little things that Bill Murray had in the Ghostbusters, where it had like the little <laughs> he was pumping the little <laughs> the little wand, and then he kept pumping the little end on it there, and was I know I know that's stupid, but yeah. No, I would probably assume using yeah. uh, EMF meters, ovulus, motion detectors, night oh, vision the, or flare, yep. things like that. We have uh, the newest toy we have is a Kinex camera. Oh yeah, you have that app. Yes, I've I've seen that thing, and I'm like, you know, I, I you know, I want to get a, I want to fiddle with it, but um, you let know. me tell, let me tell you, uh, we just <laughs> our last investigation. Um, we use a Kinex camera. Right. And this is really interesting. Um, if for the for people who don't know what this is, it, the camera it maps out the environment and it picks up motion. And uh, there's two different kinds. Uh, the kind that that uh, is out basically now is like if you, it's it's similar technology to a Nintendo Wii. The video games where you can like our motion. Right, like, right. It's the Kinex camera made by uh, Microsoft. Plugs into a standard USB port, which someone has written their own ghost hunting software for. And does, uh, that, does that sum- summarize that? Well, yeah. I mean, the software wasn't invented for ghost hunting. It just it happened that people were using the the Kinex camera for their video games, and they would notice figures all of a sudden next to them being mapped out. But they would look, oh, and there's freaky. no figure there. Right? Oh, that's freaky. <laughs> so you take well, the- well, my understanding was is there there it is a specific ghost hunting software. So the computer it, so nerd can, is the it, one that figured it out. It actually wasn't a true Ghostbuster uh, himself. It was the game nerd that figured out how <laughs> how to come up with this this new thing, huh? Right. I see. Well, the whole okay. thing is, is I know there's proprietary software for Android tablets as well as uh, iPad tablets, um, which was never its intended design. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't walk around with a flip open laptop uh, with holding up the connects, you know, and aiming it right. all around. Right. Yeah, that's I, 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 I think they're making walkarounds. They're trying to to come up, you know. Uh, I'm not sure who gets credit for that. Maybe Bill Chapel or someone. Um, Sounds about right. But uh, yeah, and I know they had the, the, something else they were working on was was kind of similar, where it kind of graphs out the screen, and for each parcel, it's it's reading different. Uh, it's picking up like the the temperature, the the barometric pressure, um, electromagnetic readings, um, right. and then if if there's any parcels that are um, out of the norm, it will map it out. 
like if I walk up, it's just going to map it out because my, you know, where the parcels of where I'm at in in the picture, the, my blood's ninety eight point six, blah blah blah. The pressure's different, so it picks it up and it maps it out. Um, the the so that's something they're working on too, to try to make it even more specific, more, um, you know, because I've I've heard there's one guy I heard on a radio was saying you know that them cameras are they they have false positives and stuff i know i i work with them in robotics and it's like he said you know there was one time where we were working on software and we had a uh you know he was picking up a false positive on us and <laughs> my thought was first of all um how do you know that wasn't an entity where you're at yeah i was about to say what what would qualify as a false positive considering what this thing does right and, you know, uh, how, yeah. How do you verify a false positive? You know. <laughs> so, anyways, right. So we get we get the camera. One of our investigators decided we need this, and I'm so glad. And so he went out and spent the money, and uh, get, got it. And and we set it up on our last case, and it was interesting because uh, we had. Uh, Everything was fine for the first few hours, and then all of a sudden this figure appeared that was uh, short, probably like two feet tall, arms and legs, and it was floating in the air like above. Kind of like – remember Gazoo on the Flintstones? Oh, the sure, yeah. thing that would show up and kind of just float there and talk to him? That's yeah. what this thing looked like on the Kinect's camera. And it's like, oh, we were mapping something, you know? And it, so it had a big was, head? Not, no, it didn't have a big head, and it didn't have an antennas. But okay. Come on, you know. Well, when um, you say kazoo, you you, you mean yeah. something about that size, right? In I'm relation to, to the space around it. Yes. Okay. Uh, right. There's a short humanoid being that's floating in the air, just above head, the 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 head level. You know, like you okay. look up at it a little bit, and uh, one of our investigators put her arm up by it because we're like, you know, hey, try to interact with it. And she put her arm up by it, and it coiled up into a fetal position. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So, so at this point, right, it's, it's, it's interacting with us. So at that right. point, I'm thinking this is not a false positive because, I, you know, and uh, I, don't, I don't think the, fa- the false positive thing to me is just – it's like Snopes. It's, it's just – it's, it's, it's uh, a joke. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying like, there can't be false positives. Like – I don't think I'd offer evidence unless we can, like I said, interact with it somehow or try to verify. You know, we had asking questions. What trying a false to, positive would be like is I mean, would it catch I, the wind? You know, I like what? I that's what I'm saying. I, I you know, when they say false positives, um, it's like well, it's got to be mapping something, right? You know? And if if you know, what is it mapping? It's so that's what I I think it's it's. And I think everyone on the team feels that the, the software is is, is uh, worth checking out, worth um, you know, uh, seeing if it's you know. In other words, we won't know until we try it. Right. You know, we, like we got the Impossible Box last year, which is uh, ITC app, um, and uh, you what know. Is that- that's uh, it's like ITC research uh, 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 instrumental trans. Uh, Communication. Oh, I know what those things are. You know, it's like um, much like you know. There's different kinds. Ghost boxes, ITC, 
uh, obvious as ITC, right? You know that kind of stuff. And right. it, what, it, what the Impossible Box t- does is it's supposed to sweep stuff, but it's supposed to do it in a foreign language. And Interesting. Sweeping. So, like when you ask questions, the reason they call it the Impossible Box is because it's impossible for it to matrix answers. If it's streamed, ah, okay. And if you ask a question, you get an answer in English through, let's say, German talking or what, or German. Bites. You ask a question in German and you get an English answer. You know, there's there's yeah. your match. Well, it's, it's exactly or uh, yeah. In other words, it's they try to take out the element of the uh, the matrix. The you right. know, and again, it's like we haven't had success with it. There's been problems with it. Uh, with ours, the one we got, um, like, like, well, well, who'd you get it from? Maybe you know, you need to hand it back to them. Well, no, you there was we had gone back and forth a few times and and said, you know, we're having problems with this, and okay, and they sent back this, and then it's still not working, and sent back, and then eventually the responses stopped. And uh, I, I, I didn't, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they make junk software. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm all I was trying to say is that you know, like, but it anything, is Microsoft. I'm just saying, with anything new, you know, we want to try it too. We just don't want to take everyone right. else's word for it. You know, we do research also, right? So, trial and error. And uh, so, what happened with this last investigation was uh, we were there was three a, a it was it was like two forty five actually, and um, this floating figure had shown back up. And uh, we had a person interacting with it, and the person said, "Well, I'm going to go to. I'm going to lie down and go to bed now." And went from standing on the bed trying to interact with it to sitting on the bed, and then all of a sudden, there's this red, just like a, a, something starts mapping out on the lower left hand red corner or on the lower left hand corner of the screen, and at first. It was like, kind of like, what is that? A glitch or something? You know, what is that? You know, just kind of mapping out this thing, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> she sits down on the bed and said, "I'm like, I don't think that's a glitch, dude. I think that's there's something else that's shown up. You know, like look at right. that. It's like getting closer and closer. And when she crawled under the covers and where she lied down and crawled under the covers, this thing came and it crawled right on top of her. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. And we're like, okay, get her out. Get her <laughs> no. out. So we pulled her out, and this is the bed where the the lady reports that her daughter is having getting woken up and having night terrors, and and says it's because of monsters in her room and stuff. And okay. here we have a drawing from the kid, and the drawing shows this thing with these big clawed hands. And here on the Connects camera, the thing that came up wasn't really humanoid; it was more like. <laughs> I don't want to say a spider or a crab or something, but it had these two arms and it had these, and the arms that actually mapped out claws on the hands. And it was just like, and it was. That's freaky. Yeah. And it's like, well, when you, you know, we like to validate stuff. I mean, here, and it dawned on me here, right when this thing showed up, the, the dog upstairs, they had this little tiny dog was whining. And I remember that too. It's like your dog is whining upstairs. And it, it, I had forgotten, because we're watching this, that 3 o'clock passed. And, and once 3 o'clock passed, this thing shows up. Well, that's, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, uh, of course, 3, hour, three o'clock is supposed to be the, the witching hour or the, 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 
point of day or night when there's supposed to be most paranormal activity. Also, it's a demonic thing too. There's a demonic element, if possibly. You know, I'm not saying that every experience that happens at 3 a.m. is demonic, but I'm saying that demonic experiences they say happen more often at 3 a.m. because it's the mocking of the Trinity or whatever. So I just thought, wow, you know, we have the kid, you know, the dreams. The, when we brought the mediums in here, they, they identified that specific room before anybody had information. We have uh, the drawing from the kid looking like this thing that mapped out on the Connects camera. Yeah, we believe something's going on at that point. I mean, you know. How uh, can you not? Yeah, right. How could you not? You know, we got a, we got an EVP that night, um, only one, but it was one. It was solid, and, and it was a, a very controlled environment. And uh, we had a hit on the ghost box that they felt was solid um, during a ghost box session. Again, with ghost box, the same thing. Like it's easy to matrix stuff. So you you want to like for me, if I if I get an answer, it better be a couple syllables at least. <laughs> and it better be a direct response. Otherwise, I'm not counting it. I'm a skeptical believer. I, you know, um, I, I believe, but I, I just don't believe everything. You know, I, I, it needs to make common logical sense to me. And uh, so again, you get a response, a direct response to a question. Got more than one syllable, so you can guarantee it's not, you know, matrixing. And it's a little louder than everything else. And that's the other thing that when ghosts come through these ghost boxes, the spirit boxes are louder. Like when you get a true response, it's, it seems to be elevated above the – so when all these things are conducive and happening, then it's like, okay, we'll consider that a hit. Okay, I, I, fe- I feel comfortable saying that that was a spirit response and not something that just came through our radio. Makes sense. All right, all right I'll go with that. That so I, now that you've told us the story about this strange thing that came, you know, on your box here, what ha- what did you do? How did you did you were you able to get rid of it, or you know what happened next? Okay, so at that point, we met with the family, and we said, uh, "There's, you know, obviously we think there's something uh, malevolent in your house, something causing problems to your house, and." Uh, you know what we could do is a uh, uh, a house blessing slash liberation cleansing slash deliverance uh, smudging whatever you want to call it. You know, um, right? This is the thing to do. We think this is what we can do for you now. You know, um, we'll set up the the house liberation. And uh, we'll come in and we'll do that, and then we'll go from there. And so what we did, and this this happened Monday, this last Monday. We went there Monday morning, ten thirty. Uh, do it in the daytime. That's you know that's when evils evils weaker in the day than the night. And uh, there were um, we went in with three people, and we. Uh, completely, we use frankincense and myrrh, sage and nag champa, and uh, we went from room to room, smudged everything, and Jennifer read uh, prayers uh, out of the manual, prayers um, designed, uh, you know, specifically to fight this, you know, uh, specifically for what we're there for, basically, you know, and uh, 
go room from room that way. You, you know, we started uh, upstairs. We did the main because they had a loft room. And we did that, uh, and then we went downstairs and we did each room. We had uh, she. We had a, a blessed, uh, uh, I believe, it's Saint Benedict medal that was uh, placed in the child's room that it still stays there now. Um, we anointed uh, Jennifer anointed everything with the uh, the holy the holy water. Um, she gets four corners and the, above the doorway and the windows and whatnot. Um, all that's done. Uh, and uh, you know, after we hit every room in the house, of course, while we're doing this, the front door is open. Again, that's just the, you know that's that's what they recommend. You you open it. It's a clear invitation. Like you are meant. We are driving you out of the house. Bringing God into the environment, it's a, it's, a, it's like a, a double punch. The you know the smoke and the incense weakens it. Obviously, uh, you know um, burning. Uh, there's a transfer of energy going on when you burn. When you when you take a solid and you change into a gaseous form, it, it, it affects it. It changes the vibration in the atmosphere, and it and basically lower level beings uh, have trouble existing. In this atmosphere, that's why for thousands of years, many cultures uh, use sage or nag champa or frankincense or myrrh or uh, jas- uh, jasmine or I mean, there's there's a whole list, you know. And uh, um, you know, traditionally, you burn this stuff and it changes the vibration and it's uh, it leaves a, a more positive, peaceful surrounding. So we do that. Um, and you know, when we were done, you can see the smoke. I mean, it it was heavy. I mean, we made sure we did that. We were extremely thorough. Uh, and then, of course, the other part is bringing God into the picture. And uh, you know, uh, um, we went to the church before we went and did it in the morning. Um, you know, Jenny prepares before we do that. Uh, you know, and then we go in and, and, and do that. And then, so after we were done, we finished up, everybody, the whole family was there, uh, the two kids and, and the adults, and we anointed them. And, which is good because, you know, there was nobody reacted adversely uh, when we, you know, uh, we had an experience one time where we went to anoint somebody that was there and um, there was an issue. And they reacted adversely, and and um, and on that particular case, they ended up we couldn't finish the deliverance in the the house deliverance because they had locked themselves in the bathroom and wouldn't come out. And uh, oh wow, it was a real bizarre thing. Nobody really expected it. It was it was in that case it was two parents and their son. Their son was in their, their early twenties and he was living at the house, and we had determined basically that he had an attachment. Of some type, it was either that or he had some kind of psychic gift, and he was picking up the anger of the spirit in the house because uh, he had locked himself. And he told his mother, he said, "If she doesn't stop reading the prayers, I'm going to come out and strangle her." And we had to stop it right there and say, "Okay, this is uh, turned from you know, uh, you know, <laughs> in light of the new developments." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to go rechunk our focus. We need, you know, um, in other words, we didn't come here to do a. Uh, Jenny doesn't do uh, personal people exorcisms, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a demonologist isn't necessarily an exorcist. I think sometimes people get them th- confused. Uh, 
in that case, of course, you bring in bigger guns, and that's why we network, you know. But uh, wow. again, it was. Um, but in the case of what, back to the case I was talking about, we smudged, and the general rule is you wait three days, and if there's no retaliation within them three days, then they consider it successful, and then we just monitor the family at that. Because if a, a spirit's gonna, if there's a demonic force there, he's gonna retaliate within that three days. Show his anger. Okay. If he's still around, and if he's not around, I mean, if he's been driven from the place, you know, if we're successful and God comes in and and you know uh, the saints of spiritual warfare come in and you know the dark angels and everything, um, and drove us out the same way that you know. Uh, Reverend Chami's house blessing did, you know, then we're good, you know, and, uh, and it right away, everyone felt that, uh, they could feel the difference and you can feel the difference when it's successful, you know, it, when it's not successful, you know, it, you right. know, uh, uh, by the way, very quickly, Kevin, just let you know that Tom is in the chat room listening. So he wanted awesome. to let you, uh, yeah, let you know that he is, he is joining us joining us tonight so you know i have a question because i've always kind of been very interested you know you 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 say that you've done a lot of prayers and you do the holy water and and you know you bring god into it does you know are we talking in a in a general sense when we talk about this or or is it like do you get the holy water from a catholic church or or a okay. Protestant church? does it matter like yeah it does it does um well we work with in the denomination again within the parameters of the family you know, in other words, if, like if, if, right, our society acknowledges all greater good religions, okay, um, right. if, if we have a family that's Catholic, we're not going to bring in shamans to do a house cleansing. And vice versa. If we have, you know, if we have a family that's Wiccan, we're not going to bring a, a, a Catholic priest in to, you know, you see, you, you got to work within the parameters that's of religion. very interesting. So, so let me ask you this then now. When it comes to like you know demonology and, and and driving you know spirits how out, have you found you know kind of a link between you know what a family believes and what they're being haunted by? Have you ever seen any crossover? Between, can, Am I asking the right question? You understand what I, I'm asking? Can you can you rephrase that a little bit? Okay, so for example, if a, a, a Catholic family, you know, very very Catholic or whatever, um, and, I, and this might be because I, I'm not too familiar with demonology, but I would assume that there are some demons that you say would be, you know, adversely affected by, you know, the Holy Trinity, um, you know, the 3 a.m. thing. So, right. A, right, so have you found that, you know, a Catholic family is more likely to be bothered by a specific type of demonic entity if they're going to be bothered by one versus a Wiccan is not necessarily going to be bothered by someone, you know, by a demon that has been associated with the Catholic religion. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Um, usually with – well, there's different – you have um, house infestations. You have oppression and you have possession. Mm-hmm. Now, house infestation sounds like you got like a bug problem or something. Well, it, it's a demonic issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, but the bug problem. I'd <laughs> 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 rather have cockroaches than demons. Oh. Tell you that. <laughs> okay, basically, it, I, I'm sure there's many different ways to uh, attract negative energy, mm-hmm. but I'll say this: you typically either a family moves into an environment that has had past demonic uh, activity and they kind of inherit that 
or there's something that the individual has done in their life to invite it. There needs to be an invitation. You cannot become possessed without allowing it in a sense. Right. Um, there's, there's got to be a point where that was, whether it was done intentionally or not, it could be through a Ouija board. It could be through a, a dark ritual. It could be through, um, you know, it, it could just be, you know, shaking your hand, cursing God and asking anything else to help you. You know, it, it's, but once that invitation is made, then they're in, you know, and once they're in, then they slowly work on you. And, uh, it, it kind of it, over time it goes from it goes through the different stages right okay so let me ask you this then have you ever um worked with an atheist who was having a problem with some type of paranormal entity well we got somebody right now that usually usually they uh, I, I would say now that i'm thinking about it going through all this stuff i nothing really pops in my head as far as cases where we've had an atheist family, now uh, I now I like, no that is interesting. In that inter- that's very interesting to me. That is interesting. It was an interesting question. I must say it was. Uh, it wasn't the average question I normally get. So <laughs> kudos. Uh, <laughs> no, really. I mean, it, it's now that you point that out because it's really interesting, especially with you know Jennifer being demonology girl and Kevin being ufology guy. You know, a lot. Of, you know, because you know we live and work together. Um, you know, and, and people question the 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 the, the alien demonic connection. Absolutely. It, you know, right. and uh, so you know, um, and and that's I as a you. Ufologists, I've, you know, when I watch like other lectures from different ufologists, um, some are in MUFON, some aren't, you know, um, but they they do their research and their findings, and uh, there are a couple uh, ufologists out there who are atheists and yet have noticed in their research that um, geez, the uh, the use of the word Jesus has affected uh, paranormal events, let's say. Um, Interesting. And where they say, you know, I don't – like them themselves don't believe in it, but they find that – like there is one case, for instance. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, I think, on the sound check. Um, uh, oh, just, it just jumped right out of your brain, didn't it? It happens. It all did. Time. Oh my god! I hate that. <laughs> hate when that happens. It's four twenty. That's what's supposed to happen. Come That's on. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that now was it? I'm mean, just. I, and I'm trying to jog your memory a little bit. The case. I mean, was it? You know, was it that this guy actually had an experience and he used the word Jesus, or oh. there was another person who used the word Jesus against an entity and said that you know, or you have or an ET and it had an effect? I remember now. Thank you so much. They, no problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was this is an example that comes out of I believe the the demonology uh, handbook written by Kenneth Deal. He's an awesome demonologist, highly respected. Um, one a case he was working on. Um, a woman had contacted him and said, you know, I got these beings that are coming in my room when I'm sleeping. And there's six shorter ones and then this bigger one comes. 
and I'm having the same dream, and, and, and it's a repeating thing, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if, if it's aliens or demons or what. And he said, well, he said, why don't you do this? He says, I understand that you're having a silly paralysis thing going on when this is happening. However, if you can find a way to say the name Jesus, call his name out loud while this is happening, um, see how the entities react. If they flee or react nervously or negatively, then we can assume there's, they're demonic. If they don't react at all, then it, it, you may have an alien situation on your hands. You know. Oh, it's but, just you know, one of those two choices, of course. Well, I mean, what else is it going to be? You know. Um, so, <laughs> and she did that, and she and and next time it happened, she was able to spit out the word Jesus, and as she did that, they fled, and she hasn't had a problem since. So, um, that's one case I'm aware of. I'm aware of another case where uh, uh, came out through hypnotic regression that a guy was sitting in the ship, he was abducted. And um, while he's sitting there, for whatever reason, he decided he was going to say the name Jesus out loud, and he did. And um, the entities started looking at each other very nervously, and uh, a taller entity then came in and ushered him out of the room and, and took him off. And that was something that he didn't remember until it was brought out through hypnotic regression. And... Again, that's just you know interesting stuff. You know, is it real? Did that really happen? Did it not? Well, if this if if it really happened, you know, if we got enough of these examples, I just think that there's. This is what I'll say. Ultimately, I say this. You know, if the aliens aren't demons, they're certainly working for the same team. Okay, because anybody that comes into your domicile when you, when you are most vulnerable, when you're sleeping in your bed. And they mess with you and, and, and do things to you. And that's nothing of love and light. There is no love and light there. Then they're there for their own purposes. And, and it's n- probably not beneficial to you in any way, shape, or form. So right. I, would, I, would, I would offer that, um, yeah, the, whoever these beings are that are, are responsible for the abductions, if, if they're not demons themselves, they are certainly serving some dark Force and uh, you know, um, I've anybody that studies ufology has heard all that too. You know, um, the 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 preferred religion of the reptilians, for example, um, which is you know basically ball worship and and uh, Satanism. You know, but yeah, uh, so there's. I you know I just is that a new one? Are you guys unaware? I mean, we're we're talking about you know like. just the whole secret society stuff, you know. It's the same oh, religion, yeah. skull and bones, and Freemasons, and it's all the, it's all kind of hand in hand. But um, yeah, again, that's not love and light. You know, that's that's kind of dark stuff. So it is. yeah, there's a it dark element to it, and it there's you can't acknowledge. Wondering if it's more. It, it just it was just very interesting. That's why I asked because I was just wondering. You know, I feel like that in a lot of these, you know, the power of belief obviously has has a big thing to do to do with it. Um, you know, exerting kind of your will, you know, versus you know being put at bay underneath this entity's will. So, and I'm just wondering if if it has anything to do with you know Jesus, as in you know who we think he is, and more maybe a symbol of what he represents. 
You know, right. that's what bothered them, you know, versus, oh, my God, Jesus is going to come down and mess with us, you know, versus, you know, oh, my God, you know, you just, you know, it's almost like holding up, a, you know, whatever symbol that you use, whether, you know, the cross or the sage or, you know, if you're a Wiccan, the pentagram or whatever, you know, kind of your personal talisman would have an effect on those things. That's that's very interesting. You know, and it's possible. I mean, we don't know. I, I, I suppose one can look in the research and see if there's anything, um, if there's any other uh, beings uh, or deities that have been professed during these situations that have caused some kind of response, right? You know, um, right, again, right. like well, we, when you do when you do the Wiccan ones, you know, what what are you? What, what well, it's of- the same thing. The shaman comes in, and we've had shaman. We've had two shamans in our society, um, and uh, they come in and and they do their shaman thing, you know, and uh, um, it's they're, they're not. Again, it's. I think it's Mother Earth, the whole nature thing. Right, it'd be, it'd be a goddess religion. They might ask, yeah, right, not yes. call for Kali because uh, she was a badass. I'd definitely be like, Kali needs to come help me out right now. <laughs> Again, it, it, what what it comes down to is intent. It really does. Whether we're talking about mm-hmm. possession or everything else, it comes down to the intent. Um, and I think, yeah, if uh, and that's why we acknowledge all religions. You know, me, I'm I'm a spiritualist. I. Uh, Myself, I believe that any religion that causes a person to better themselves um, for love and light and growth is, is uh, again, a good thing I, and shouldn't be, um, you know, knocked or anything. And, uh, you know, I, I respect that and I respect everyone's right to have their own God. You know, either either their deity, whoever their god deity is, either it's a love and light thing or it's not. I mean, it kind of right. yin yang. It's going to come down to one or the other. Um, the dark stuff. Uh, you know, again, our society is a greater good uh, nonprofit society um, that studies, researches, and documents supernatural and paranormal phenomenon. Right. And uh, we try to, you know, we're, we're our goal is to help the families. I mean, that's our our primary thing. We cannot go into any case and cause and make the problem worse. You know? Right. And there are things that we do to ensure that we don't do stuff like that. For instance, a medium – like when we have the mediums coming to walk, they know that um, they're to keep the, the stuff to themselves, their impressions, until um, every, the walk, the interview, um, that's done and, and we can discuss it all as a group. Because otherwise, we go in, what if they pick up on some horrible murder or something, you know? Uh, all of a sudden, you know, fl- I see a floating bloody head, you know? It's like, you're going to cause more trauma to the people just coming in, blurting stuff out and leaving, you know? Like, if, if right. in other words, if, if you guys get impressions, we got to make sure that we can validate the stuff before we just start offering it as evidence or this is what's going on. Because otherwise, we can make a situation worse if we're not careful. You know, um, so again, you, and there's got to be discretion. You know, um, now the people that I work with, I have full faith in, and I, I I've seen that the the uh, I've I've seen the results, and I've I've seen the research, I've I've, I've seen um, stuff get validated, and when it does, it's really cool. That is, that is. And, but they, the responsible approach you guys take, that's, that's very cool. I'm sure you're very helpful to people. 
Well, that's, you know, after they get their impressions, we, you know, like I say, we meet once a week. So we know the meet, uh, you know, the next meeting we'll sit down and then, of course, we got the group there. So then, you know, we can discuss it and then we could discuss, well, okay, this is what they're picking up. Um, if we find evidence of this, uh, how can we, you know, what's the best way we can let them know about this without freaking them out, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, again, it's just being responsible and not, you know, um, just throwing information in their face and, and you know, that uh, is not even validated. I mean, that would be irresponsible. Right. Right, right. So what do you do when, when – kind of how do you make the distinction between, you know, a UFO case versus, you know, the, the family being haunted by, you know, a, a demon or some other type of entity? Is there a way that you can, like, you know, tell a difference, you know, from the bat or, you know, more investigation? More – you know, usually nine, 99 out of 100 times we'll know – well, I, I'm not going to say 99 out of 100. I'm going to say more often almost – well, more often than not we know where it's going. After the first talk, the first interview, there was one case that came to my attention, and the guy was claiming so much stuff was going on. I honestly didn't even know, <laughs> uh, you know, everything. He had brought up enough stuff that we were talking about uh, parapsychology, we were talking about um, cryptozoology, we were talking about ufology, we were talking about demonology. Oh, wow. I'm like, geez, where were we, you know, where's first base on this, you know? Um, again, you know, uh, and then whichever you know, and we have we have the right to turn down cases too. You know, um, if we feel something's um, if there's stuff not adding up right, or if there are serious red flags or issues, or or you know, we in other words, like um, you know, we want to help families that that uh, have nowhere else to turn and that are at their wits' ends, opposed to just coming in because. Uh, Oh yeah, we live here. Um, we're not going to be living here too much longer, but there's stuff here, and we thought you'd want to come check it out. You know, it's right. like well, we got so much going on, and, and that we that we we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if they're going to move out in a couple of months anyways, and I don't feel anything's attached to them, and there's no concerns, you know, it's uh, unless there's a specific reason why they need us there. Yeah, opposed to just like, oh, can you come over and I'll invite all my friends to come over and see you guys what you're doing. No, we don't. We're not. No. Right. <laughs> you right. See what serious I'm business. Serious business only. Right. So, what do you guys do when when a family is being, you know, or have you got cases where a family is being, you know, consistently terrorized by, you know, an ET entity? How do you guys kind of handle that? Well, I would I would say because. Uh, if you're talking about personal experience, we haven't had anything that's come across as far as uh, – Are you talking like an Elliot experience here, Crystal? You know, with the, about the Reese's Pieces and the whole deal? I mean, come on. That's <laughs> <awesome. laughs> well, no, because we, we've, we've all heard nine times out of ten that, you know, when you have – sometimes when an ET comes and visits you, they visit you again and then sometimes again and again. So, you know, if – have. Kevin has right. your group got you know that phone call where you know I wake up every night and you know I lose time and you know that sort of thing. Well, when them calls come in again, it goes to the state director. Um, right, move on first. You exactly as far as the ufology goes. For now, that's how it's set up. Um, you know whether or not you know if if uh, again I um, I would assume over time. The longer I'm with the organization, the more that would, uh, you know, 
you know, uh, just like anything else, uh, for now it's just, you know, um, I, I, so far nothing's come up to me yet that has, uh, been that serious that we've dealt with it and not MUFON has dealt with it. If that makes sense. In other words, like, like if, if, okay, I know MUFON's got the resources and you got hypnotherapists, you know, at their disposal. If, if people want, to get more information, they can regress. Where Mufon feels that I've been with them long enough, and, they, and that we're doing good work and everything, to where they're like, "Okay, here you go. Um, you know, uh, we want you to work this. It's it's a, it's not your you know general case. It's a, it's a little more involved, a little more in depth, that kind of thing. Um, you know. So yeah, I, I'd say from experience sake, there's I've, I've I've certainly talked to people who feel they've been abducted and stuff um, in the past as a paranormal historian. As far as our cases go, we don't have any case in our log where um, we have somehow intervened to help the family with something like an abduction and we're able to successfully keep it at bay. I mean, what we can can offer – is uh again cuz some of this stuff how do you how do you stop aliens from coming in and abducting you if they want to that's that's I mean, a, that, gonna, that would be my question you know so <laughs> that anybody yeah, know pepper spray is not going to work i don't think so right so as a paranormal historian looking at it i would say the only thing offered is that has worked in some situations is spiritual uh, spiritual warfare of some kind. Again, uh, bringing the whole God element into it. Because obviously, I believe that there's some demonic element. Well, that's to- what I did on my encounter. When I had my encounter, the first one, uh, get too much into that, uh, I had had a sensation of literally feeling that it was going to pick me up and take me aboard this gigantic, huge, mile-sized craft that was in the field. And I, it was really an odd feeling. And I just, for a second, I just said, oh, God, because it's just, I don't know, side instinct or, oh, God, or, oh, mommy, right? Help. But, right. Um, and it stopped. So, you know, that's, that's what happened to me. And um, so I, can, I could be one of these ones to say, yeah, man, that's, that's precisely. Now, let's go on this then. Uh, now, let's say if the UFO is God and the UFO says, well, sure, I'm going to – I'm gonna." But people think that because they can apparently read our thoughts anyway. Then I am going to go and I am going to want them to keep, to keep thoughts that there is a God and, and give them something to hope for and to make our life better or not. Because people like my wife, for instance, who's very religious, very religious and goes to church, does her thing every 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 week, every whatever. And if that happened to her and she sat there and she did what she would do and pray and that thing still sat there, she would fall apart. Who knows what type of person she might be? And so, um, you know, it'd break her will. She, all these years she's wanting, you know, to serve God and, and do all that. And then, boom, you know, that just would break her soul. So, uh, these are the smart, intelligent beings that obviously know this. So, are they catering into that? Maybe. Yeah, they may be. They may take that into consideration. I mean, they're looking for a specific. I, again, are they looking for it, it, what? You know, what is what? What are they looking to get out of the abduction? 
Is it a DNA thing strictly? Or is it something where they choose certain people they feel won't be able to resist because for whatever reason, um, maybe their spiritual side is uh, – like, like in your case where you, you said, you know, uh, you said, oh, God help me or whatever and bam, that, that tells me he, you're on his good grace. You're on his good graces mm-hmm. because there are people that, that you know, take his name in vain every day. God damn this, God damn that. So when they call on God, do you think he's going to listen to them? You know, it's going to be like, well, oh, it's just so-and-so again, cursing my name, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I I would, uh, you know, not to get off on religion or anything or commandments, but uh, <laughs> just a thousand that crossed my mind. Well, there really is something to it. And as I, we were talking earlier before is that, you know, there there is a large majority of the UFO industry, uh, uh, the people that are into it, that, that turn their head. And don't want to see, I don't want to see that there there really is a connection there, and you have some people go oh no 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 well they right. say like I said before those I feel are the uneducated ones because if you really study and go back and know your history you'll find there's a big connection and so um, yeah it is it's just uh, one of those things but it's you know it's just a process so people have yeah. to learn get educated. We are we are running short of time, and this has flown by, absolutely oh, yeah. flown by. Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Please plug the heck out of yourself. Let people know where they can learn more about you know your work, your radio show, you know the whole thing. Just go. Okay. Um, best way to get a hold of us is to go to Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society on Facebook like page. There's a link to our website there. Um. Also, I would check out uh, – man, there's several uh, like pages and groups we're, we're involved with. I would check out uh, – let's see, Lake Monstrosities. That's for uh, aquatic mysteries. I would check out um, CSI Paranormal. I would, I would check out www.paranormalking.com. Uh, that's the link for Paraversal Universe. Our radio show on the PKRN, which airs every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central. And uh, we cover um, seven categories of the unexplained and unknown. And uh, we have three like pages for Paraversal Universe. So if you type that in, um, that should come up as well. Uh, I also like to plug Supernatural Magazine. Um, Awesome, awesome uh, social media site. You go there, you can read on, on anything supernatural, and you don't get bombarded with all them ugly ads. You know, them really ugly ads that I hate to see on some of these links. Um, sure. That show, like, pussiosaurs and just, like, grotesque weirdness. And it's like, oh, come on, I really don't want to see that. You know, I just want to read the story. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, none of that there. I mean, I, I just love the website. Uh, Nori Miles does such a wonderful job there. Um, so I want to plug them. Uh, plug the Presidium Warriors of St. Michael. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, group as far as uh, paranormal societies and spiritual warfare. Because, you know, not all, I, there's a lot of groups out there that are just in it for the evidence. And that's it. Um, for us, we have mounds of evidence we've collected over the years. Um, but if you go on our stuff, you're not going to see much of it. And that's because um, we're there for the families first. I mean, we put some evidence out there so people see, yeah, we do capture evidence, you know. Some people want to see something we've, you know, 
they want to <laughs> they want to make sure that we get results and stuff, obviously. So we put that sure. out. There, but but it's not our thing to like just like constantly throw every EVP we collect out there or every you know. Um, again, and, and a lot of families that we help do wish to stay anonymous. So, but I, I let's see what else. I think that's. Uh, I know I'm going to forget something. Parasociology and paracryptozoology. Them are two pages also to check out that I'm involved with. Uh, and ultimate conspiracies. I'm an analyst for them as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, and and, and uh, I was going to say UFOs and alien contact. Yes, the awesome. Okay. <laughs> I can't forget that. You know, All that's right. such a. It's the top. It's my favorite uh, ufology uh, Facebook uh, group page. Um, awesome ufologist admins, Derek Tyler and uh, Paul Schroeder and Deborah Jane East, who um, yeah. are all wonderful, uh, and others as well. Um, there are other admins too. Uh, a group of ufologists who who just want to you know keep it real, keep this information. We try to keep as much disinfo off of there as possible, and uh, it's it's. it's uh, Awesome, awesome Facebook group. Please check it out. It's it's my favorite one. It's obviously, I'm biased, but uh, you know. you're allowed to be. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you again so much for being on Skywatch. And I also great, wanted to great add too to uh, okay. that he will be back. Uh, they will be back, I guess, uh, with uh, uh, Jennifer's her name. Yes. Or, okay. Yep. And Jennifer we'll be Chelsea. back. Yep, on the 25th of May, we decided. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. So we're going to have, have them back. Have show. Yep. yep. So we're we going to talk them. about demonology, May 25th. That'll be cool. Yeah. I'll be in my corner, in my office, hiding. Um, so there you go, Kevin. We're all set official with that. Yes. And uh, so now it's a done deal. Lock in. Uh, master lock. So anyway, and with that, we are out. And uh, for next week, I don't know who the next week is. Uh, guest, Crystal, do you know who that is? It's a mystery. It's, it's uh, a mystery. it is. A, we're we're gonna surprise everybody because yeah, yeah, we're just gonna. Mm-hmm. Right. It is secret. We do not tell anybody. It is secret. We tell no oh. secret. We tell no. It's a secret. Very secret. Very secret. If we tell you, we kill you. Yes. With uh, yes, what he said. Yes. Okay. You should totally get us off the air right now. Good night, everybody from Skywatchers Radio and PSN. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.